This is the Daily Detail, powered by 1819 News, Honest News. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. The voice of Alabama values. Alabama. Unbelievable people. And now, here is Andrea Tice. Looks like another day of severe weather and storms are likely throughout the whole state. The nasty weather will involve both the southern parts and northern parts of Alabama. With differing ranges of severity, damaging winds, hail, and tornadoes are all possible for both Tuesday and into Wednesday afternoon, so stay weather aware. An autopsy is underway in Huntsville after the body of a missing Florida woman is found in St. Clair County this past weekend. 37-year-old Cassie Carley of Navarre, Florida, went missing over a week ago, and Santa Rosa County authorities have been engaging with multiple state law enforcement agencies in the search for Carly. Santa Rosa County Sheriff Bob Johnson says that the property on which Carly's body was found in a shallow grave was also the property that belongs to her ex-boyfriend. Um, and we're not revealing how we found that location either right now. So you got to remember it's an ongoing investigation. So um, we can just tell you that we had uh, information that led us to that place. We got a search warrant and we discovered the body. Yeah, and like I said, they went over 1,500 miles in this investigation, multiple search warrants on cars, phones, uh, houses, properties. Um, I just cannot speak enough about them. Um, You know, very little sleep, traveling all over the place. We've got them in Tennessee, we've got them in Alabama, Panama City, and they're all working as one team, and, and it came to this conclusion, which, you know, we hate it that Cassie is passed away, but it's good to get closure for the family, and it's good to keep this dirtbag in jail where he belongs. Johnson seemed confident that the evidence against Marcus Spinevolo is overwhelming and will land him behind bars. And I'm not going to speak for the state attorney. They're the only ones that can charge somebody with murder, but after looking at what I've seen evidence-wise, um, we have definitely got a great case, and I, I think once the autopsy's done and you see the charges filed, you'll you'll understand. But um, I think we have a great case, and I think he's either going to spend the rest of his life in prison or he's going to get the needle. So hopefully the needle. The city of Talladega is getting a new police chief. The swearing-in ceremony for Diane Thomas will be held on April 25th. The Talladega City Council announced the decision to bring on Thomas at its meeting last night. Thomas comes from the Prattville Police Department, where she's been the assistant chief of police since 2015. Thomas has worked in law enforcement for over 30 years and is also an adjunct professor at Faulkner University in the criminal justice field. Police in Opelika arrest 10 suspects in a big drug sting. Those arrests came after a search warrant was issued for a home in that city, Firearms, drugs, and gambling devices were all seized as a result of that raid. Six men and four women are now facing a variety of charges for drug trafficking and drug paraphernalia, as well as gambling. The suspects range in age from 55 years old to 20 years of age. The Doobie Brothers are announcing plans to hold a concert this coming fall at the Oak Mountain Amphitheater. This will be part of the band's 50th anniversary tour. The date is set for Friday, September 2nd. Tickets are going on sale this Friday, April 8th at LiveNation.com. For more in-depth stories affecting the state of Alabama, go to 1819news.com. In national news, the Senate Judiciary Committee has a tie vote of 11 to 11 when it comes to President Joe Biden's Supreme Court nominee, Kataji Brown-Jackson. The committee vote was an even split along party lines. This is the first time for the Senate Judiciary Committee to have such an even split in votes for a Supreme Court nominee in 30 years. 
The Senate has now voted 53 to 47 to bring Jackson's nomination to the full floor for debate and vote. Despite the even split in the committee's vote, three Republicans crossed over to vote for the nomination to be taken to the full Senate. That was Senators Lisa Murkowski of Alaska, Mitt Romney of Utah, and Susan Collins of Maine. Collins has already indicated that she will vote to confirm Jackson. Texas Senator Ted Cruz, who sits on the Judiciary Committee, issued a series of warnings against confirming Jackson just based on her judicial record and philosophy. She will be to the left of Justice Sotomayor. She will be to the left of Justice Kagan. She will be way, way, way to the left of Justice Stephen Breyer. That's why radical leftist groups have pledged to spend over a million dollars supporting her nomination while they demanded the Biden White House pick the furthest left, the most extreme nominee. That's their agenda. The Department of Homeland Security is planning to end the Title 42 emergency order that was issued by the Biden administration in response to the COVID-19 virus and illegal aliens trying to cross the U.S.-Mexico border. Already, there are three states planning to sue the Biden administration for dropping Title 42. Those states are Arizona, Missouri, and Louisiana. House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy held a press conference last night in which several Republican Congress members from states that share borders with Mexico spoke out about dropping Title 42 and therefore automatically increasing the amount of illegal migration into the U.S. Right now, they're seeing about 8,000 members or 8,000 aliens a day coming across. 8,000. Operational control is about 5,000. They expect once Title 42 is, is, is rescinded, it'll go up to as much as 18,000 a day. There's no way that we can control the border in any way, shape, or form if that happens. Now, I want you to do some math here, because all my colleagues will talk about some of the other things, but do this simple math. You cannot cross the border unless you pay the cartels a minimum of $4,000. So if you have 8,000 a day coming across times $4,000, that's $32 million a day, which is a billion dollars a month going to cartels. So what are they doing with this money? They're investing in being able to make fentanyl themselves and not have it imported from China. They're, they're, they're investing in cyber criminal activity. They're creating basically states, nation states within Mexico uh, that are criminal organizations that are further going to destabilize Mexico. And for the first time in our nation's history, we have a very good chance because of what's going on this, with, with this president's policies of having a destabilized nation on our border. Well, you know what the word of the day is? Hypocrisy. And guess what? That's been the word for over a year now, because this administration fails to hold into place the policies that actually worked to help keep our nation safe. And to think that we're allowing this administration to put the health, welfare, and safety of the American people at risk. But here's what's crazy. I have people in my district, kids that are still wearing a mask to school, elementary school, Military personnel who are losing, losing their careers in the military because of mask mandates or vaccine mandates. I have problems in the district that are related to this COVID-19 that we're all dealing with. And yet we turned a blind eye and we let whoever wants to come in our country come in with not so much as a test. This is the hypocrisy I'm talking about. It is running rampant. We invited the vice president down to our district, the border czar. She didn't come. Why? Because she doesn't care. 
A Republican running for governor in Arizona is one of the first to come out and talk about the now confirmed legitimacy of the Hunter Biden laptop. Carrie Lake is running as a Republican in the primary for the governorship. She spoke on Real America's Voice about why the media is only now coming around and covering the story rather than deal with it two years ago during the presidential election between Joe Biden and Donald Trump. It's pretty obvious. They wanted Biden to win. They wanted Trump out of the White House. They withheld that incredibly damaging information. If that would have gotten out, there's no way Joe Biden would have won anywhere. And I remember reading a couple stories. I was always pushing to get that story out. I thought it was appalling. The fact that Hunter Biden is not sitting in a prison cell right now is outrageous. Hunter Biden should be behind bars, charged for child molestation, He should be charged for the Logan Act uh, violation. He should be charged for treason. It is outrageous what is on that laptop in the media. Withholding that information from the good people of this country, I think that's a crime as well. Twitter has a new shareholder with a 9% stake in the social media company. That shareholder is Elon Musk, the CEO of Tesla. Musk bought 73.5 million shares in the company this past Monday morning. That is a value of about $3 billion. The week before the purchase, Elon Musk did his own polling through his Twitter account in which he asked those who follow him on Twitter whether or not they believed that the social media company rigorously adheres to the principles of free speech. 70% of those responding to Musk's question voted no. You're listening to The Daily Detail from 1819 News. You won't want to miss out on the 1819 News podcast with host Brian Dawson as he continues to find out more about the gubernatorial candidates that are running in the Republican primary this year, Dawson sat down and talked with Dean Odell of Auburn and what prompted him to jump into the governor's race. The coronavirus thing hit, and of course in the first couple of weeks, we didn't know how bad it was going to be or exactly what it was. But I'm a researcher, and I'm always pursuing the truth, and I want the truth no matter what it is. And so when the pressure came down from, you know, shutting down the state, uh, Governor Ivey decided, you know, March 25th at the 26th, something like that, to shut down, start shutting down the businesses. And then and then April 3rd, it went all the way, you know, businesses, churches, schools. Um, of course, we didn't shut down our church. I was, I was ready to be arrested because I was not going to let my First Amendment rights be violated. But it didn't take long. Actually, within February and March, I started researching and finding out people like Dr. Didier Raoul France, Dr. Peter McCullough, Dr. Pierre Corey, Dr. Uh, George Fareed, Harvard graduate, Dr. Harvey Rich of Yale. I started finding all these doctors and scientists across the world that were saying, hey, we have a treatment for mm-hmm. uh, COVID-19, uh, the hydroxychloroquine, zinc, azithromycin protocol, the ivermectin protocols. They were saying, hey, we're treating thousands of patients. And like Dr. Raul in France, he treated 1,061 patients um, in the month, of, like end of March and into April and lost uh, eight people, and they were all 75 years of age and older. And he said February, end of February 2020, he said, game over for coronavirus. And so Dr. McCullough and all these others began doing the same thing. And so I'm seeing this, and I'm like, people's lives can be saved. We have something safe and effective. I took hydroxychloroquine for months at a time when I would go to Africa and to Nigeria and places uh, to preach. And I'm like, I never had a heart problem or anything like that. Right. So... um, so that that just got me fired up, and I, and then I waited, 
to see if Governor Ivey, our state health director, you know, Scott Harris, or if mm-hmm. even uh, Will Ainsworth, our lieutenant governor, if any of them would even mention this, you know, because President Trump made it public in March, mid-March. Uh, Laura Ingram, after that, took it to the whole world. This, this was not hidden. And uh, I'm just like, people are dying, and our leaders are doing nothing. You can find more of that podcast on the 1890 News website under the podcast tab. If you're enjoying the Daily Detail, be sure to subscribe on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. That way, the reports can come directly to your phone or electronic device when they're available. I'm Andrea Tice. I'll be back again tomorrow. I look forward to updating you then. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. Alabama. Of Alabama. This has been the Daily Detail. For more up-to-date news, go to 1819news.com, where you'll find honest news and Alabama values. 